Hello, everybody. On tonight's episode of Sports with Sterling, I am joined, as always, by Benny Calavajea as we go over the championship games of the NFC and the AFC. This is going to be a great weekend of football. We only have three games left. It's pretty sad, but let's hope all the games go well and my picks go well because I am currently 8-0 against the spread in these playoffs. There's three games remaining. If I go 11-0, I'm taking my my brain to Vegas. That's what I'm doing. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm doing. And I'm drinking Coors Light when I do it, okay? Coors Light. Drink it up. Anyways, we do that, but first we open with a little college football uh, talk about Joe Burrow's season, how historically great it was. We compare that to Cam Newton's and then just a few other a few other tidbits about college football. That's it for college football for a long time. I might be talking about it next year during the conference championship season, but before that, I don't think I'm going to speak about college football again. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, and, and the games are just way too long, so we'll see what happens. After that, we, we, of course, preview the championship games, and then we talk about baseball because Benny is a professional baseball player. Uh, I should get his opinion on the Astros cheating scandal, what's to come, and I give my thoughts too as well. So it's a really good episode. We have a lot of, a lot of everything jam-packed into this one, so check it out, and thank you for listening. Here is Benny. Welcome, Benny. How uh, how was your shenanigans last night, my friend? It was fun. Did you listen to the last podcast we time. did together? Um, I did not. Well, I'm sorry to break it to you, folks. At the end of that podcast, I said in the outro that if Benny listens to this, the official name of the podcast has changed to Sports with Sterling and Benny. Oh. He did not listen. <laughs> he did not contact me about it. Nobody told you. Thank you to all the all the listeners. Or if nobody listened to it, then I guess nobody else knew. But uh, uh, sorry, Benny, you're gonna have to wait for the name change. Welcome Dang. back. I'm you're, happy. You're gonna leave me. Are you gonna leave me little eggs like that? That no. was an Easter egg. If you would, I said, if Benny listens to this, I swear to God, I'll change the name of the show. <laughs> if he brings this up, you didn't bring it up. Sorry, Dang. my friend. Maybe later. Um, so before right. I'll we get keep started, my eye open. Yeah, you gotta keep your ears. Keep your ears going too. Jesus, Louise, what are you deaf? Um, anyways, so this feels like a long time ago and sports media, just like any other media, movies, politics, everything, it, it's day by day, new stories happen and, uh, mm-hmm. everything moves on, but we're going to go back all the way to Monday. We're recording this on Friday and we're going to talk about some college football. You know, I hate that. I hate the game of college football. That game took five hours. If you lived on the East coast, it ended at 1am almost. That's not fun, but Hey, it was a good game. Joe Burrow. Yeah, that was such a long game. They're all long. They're all long. It's it's crazy. Joe Burrow capped off a historical season, and uh, we're gonna de- not really debate here. We're gonna give our opinion on who is the best college football quarterback ever. And I think there's only two legitimate arguments. Not a- who had the best season, uh, because obviously you can argue Tim Tebow or um, somebody like Matt Leinart had a better college career because they played yeah. more years and were better for more years. But it's it's mm-hmm. basically a two a two man race here. It's Joe Burrow and his 2019 season with LSU that just concluded, and then the 2010 season with Cam Newton and Auburn. Now, uh, Benny has watched a Cam Newton highlight tape when I asked him that question, and he said, this is my selection. I'm picking Cam. Boy, So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to lay out the arguments for each, and then you can, you can take Cam and you can give your spiel. So Cam Newton played uh, 2010 with Auburn. He was 66% passing for 2,800 yards, 30 touchdowns, seven picks. But the obvious best part of his game was his run game. He had 
1,473 yards, almost 1,500 yards, 20 touchdowns, and he also caught two passes for 42 yards and a touchdown. Um, obviously a phenomenal, phenomenal season. They won the national championship over Oregon, if I, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And he, and on that team, and this is one of the reasons that you can say him and there's no problems with it, is he was the only NFL player from that offense. Uh, relate that to Joe Burrow, who probably has eight or nine people from that offense that are going to be in the league. Uh, you could just look at everybody that's, that's already left, left the school early as an underclassman. And also who's going to come in the future, like Chase. Uh, can't okay. remember his first name, but he's an obviously being an NFL player. Uh, looking at Joe Burrow's numbers, Joe Burrow uh, threw 60, pass, 60 touchdown passes, uh, 65 touchdowns, more than any player ever. He hit the offense total more than 6,000 yards. Uh, it was basically if you play Madden on, on all pro or on pro and just do five wide and, and send people out on streaks. That it'd be hard to account for the or amount to this many touchdowns and everything if you even did that. Uh, in his two college football playoff games against two really good teams, he threw for 14 touchdowns and zero picks. His worst passing game of the season was actually against Clemson, percentage wise. I think he was 31 for 49. He was around 80% completion percentage throughout the year. I think he ended at 76%. He only threw what was it, four, 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 five interceptions? I don't have his stats up right now. His last mm-hmm. interception was two months ago, uh, six games ago, all the way back on November 16th. Uh, my, my pick is Joe Burrow as the more astounding, uh, profound season, although Cam mm-hmm. Newton's season was just something that won't probably ever be replicated because he was so much better than everybody else without any talent around him. And you just think if he would have stayed on Florida, how how much better he would have probably been because the NFL talent on Florida. And I think Cam Newton totally turned Auburn around similar to how Joe Burrow seems to maybe have turned LSU around. If they can, if they can recruit another quarterback like him, their biggest problem for the last decade was no quarterback would go to LSU. And now they have the, the first overall pick. We all assume will be the first overall pick who just had the greatest uh, season ever. So I think that both of them are, historically great and it's crazy how they did the top 10 college football players or top 12 college football players at that national championship game and uh the people on that list was there anybody from the last 30 years on that list well we'll talk about that in a second Dude, you, that, you say cam yeah. you say cam newton right yeah um yeah so i mean it's a, it's a tough argument i was telling you this before <laughs> have a strong opinion either way um i i wanted to refresh my memory so i went and watched cam newton highlights and they are amazing honestly would you suggest other other listeners to watch that highlight tape yes i would definitely suggest it like he physically just he looks like he looks like a man amongst boys he's freaking and he was he was he was thinner than faster you know yeah he was his like his scrambling is ridiculous. He did, he did throw a little weird. He throws a, I mean, like his his motion was definitely uh, changed, uh, cleaned up. But that, that, yeah, I suggest going and watching it. But um, I, looking at Joe Burrow's like uh, passing stats, that's amazing, dude. And uh, it's just, I guess my argument would be, I think Cam is more. I think it, he's was more impactful i mean like oh dad i'd agree with that yeah because because look you know you said that they didn't have any 
uh, NFL players on that offense. And I, I, you know, made me think, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back check this. You know? <laughs> there aren't any. Yeah. I'm, I'm going through the uh, roster. Really that whole team, there's not another notable name. There's a, there's like three, I think I count like three guys, three defensive players that I know have played in the NFL, uh, you know, for, for a while now, like Darren Bates, Nico Thorpe, uh, another one who played for a little while was like Corey Lemon, Lemon or whatever. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much it. That's their notable talent. Like, do you want to hear the 2010 Heisman? Uh, finalists basically the top 10 in Heisman yeah. in that year the Cam Newton one okay number 10 was Owen Marisick he went to Stanford he was a fourth fourth round pick to the Browns that's when the Browns were drafted good so uh yeah I don't think he ever played a snap Owen uh, who Owen Marisick for Stanford R- running back running back yeah dude was that was that before Toby Gerhardt it had to have been he had a terrible season how did he get in the top 10 was it a joke I'm looking <laughs> What? I mean, how was he in the top 10? Was he, oh, he was a defensive player? I don't know. No, he was a running back, it says. I don't know how he was top 10, but okay, it doesn't matter. He's the only player you won't know from this list, okay? Number nine, Andy Dalton. Number eight, Colin Kaepernick. Number seven, Ryan Mallett. Number six, Denard Robinson. Denard Robinson was the original uh, Lamar Jackson. Remember how, uh, mm-hmm. how explosive he was as a quarterback in Michigan? And then they turned him into a wide receiver. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know whatever happened to him. Number five was Justin Blackman. Number four was Kellen Moore. Brandon, there you go. Mm, Shout out. Shout out, Kellen. Number three, LaMichael James. Number two, Andrew Luck. And number one, Cam Newton. Ooh, Luck. That's a good, good, uh, good Heisman, good top 10, except for Owen Marischik. I think all all other Andrew Luck and Owen Marischik, both receiving votes from Stanford. (laughs) He had to have been a troll vote. I have no clue how this guy was in there. It shows his defensive. It, he, he has three first. He played both ways. I mean, I don't. I don't know who he is. They. They. Three they first joke. place votes. One yeah. second place vote. Take take the votes away. Vote. Okay, we're 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 spending too much time on Owen Marichick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was funny. And then when when they did the top top twelve college football players of all time at that at that oh, halftime game, geez. um, not one player from the modern era was involved. Not one. It was a lot, I think the, the most recent person was Herschel Walker, right? Or somebody around that time. This is an older player, but O.J. Simpson should have definitely been there. I understand why he wasn't. Okay. There's some legal problems, but he should have uh-huh. been there. Reggie Bush was yeah. everybody in grade school and middle school and high. It, when everybody wanted, awesome. to love, wanted to be Reggie Bush, right? He was so yeah. explosive. He was amazing. Uh, there was no quarterbacks on that list that I know of. I mean, maybe Red Grange. You said Cam Newton reminded you a lot of Red Grange, didn't you? Did hey, you shut up. Before, before we recorded this? That's what you said. <laughs> um, There's no quarterbacks, no Matt Leinart, no uh, Tim Tebow, no Cam, no, no Vince Young. I mean, pretty crazy to me. That list is just like the NFL 100 list. It kind of it, – it's so irrelevant because you're you're counting out – almost everybody from the present era you're saying like you know we just want to honor honor history and and previous eras without actually looking at this current era you know cam newton didn't even make the make the uh let's see oh what list am i looking at i'm trying to i'm looking at a different list actually it had cam newton as an honorable mention i thought it was the 150 yeah 
top 150. But. He's an honorable mention. He's not even in that. No, and then it it, it showed the top 10. It was he oh, was okay. in the top 10. Okay, that, that, that's a little better. I was like I'm trying to find like the, the official list. Um, I'm looking too. I don't think they have the the official list. Oh, they had Roger Staubach on the top top twelve, so that's one quarterback, and that's crazy that he was, he was, uh, he was there. They had Barry Sanders at number nine. Okay, Barry Sanders actually should have been number one. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they did that list, but okay, let's move on to real football. We're going to the NFL. All right. Uh, before, would you like to? Would you like to shot? What type of tequila were you drinking? Um, what was it? Mm, sewage water i mean what was it, was it top shelf uh, bottom shelf well what, what was it jose cuervo it was jose cuervo there we ah, go pretty good tequila pretty good tequila yeah. myself i personally like drinking coors light okay if they make coors light flavored tequila i'd be drinking some of that okay we'd be toasting up but right <laughs> now i'm sipping on a nice a nice uh, 12 ouncer not a silver bowl this time not one of them 16 ounce ones one of them 12 ounce ones got a 36 pack from costco 21 bucks one of the best deals in the industry listen wow listen, if you're not drinking coors that's light, that's a wonderful deal if you're not drinking coors light there's something wrong with you all i'm gonna say now sip up and enjoy there's okay there's nobody in the top 20 so far that is anybody recently yeah well we, we're done with that we're done with college football. We're moving on to the to the real, real, real games of the weekend. The things everybody is listening to us for, Benny. We're gonna give some picks. There's two games <laughs> left. Before we do these picks, I'm gonna tell you something. I am seven and one in the playoffs. Okay, my only loss came New England. I picked them to beat Tennessee, so uh, it kind of it shot me out early from being perfect. But I am eight and zero against the spread. That means I picked um, I picked Houston. To, to cover i picked tennessee to cover the five i did pick new england in that game but i said tennessee would cover i picked minnesota over new orleans so obviously cover and i picked seattle to cover the one last week i picked the 49ers to cover the seven had it in a parlay i lost my parlay because the seahawks and packers went over 47 screw them i picked the titans to win so obviously cover i picked the chiefs to cover nine and a half and that was looking bad the whole game and then or the, looked bad the first quarter, and then it didn't look bad anymore. And I picked the the Packers to cover and win. So, um, which almost didn't happen too, by the way. So I'm eight and zero against the spread, Benny. I have three games left for a perfect wow. for a perfect uh, playoff. Seven and one straight up, right? Yeah, seven and one straight up, and eight and zero against the spread. So I have two, three more games to go. I have to pick the championship round, the and then the Super Bowl. If I can go eleven and zero, I'm just saying. You might want to listen to me. I'm the Schwami. Okay, we're going to start with the, oh, the the morning game. It might be Tony Romo's last game calling with Jim Nance. It's seeming mm. like ESPN is going to offer him 10 to $15 million a year to take over for Booger. If Booger is not in the Monday Night Football booth next year and he's not on this Booger mobile, I will not be watching Monday Night Football. I'm going to take a stand right here, right now. If Booger McFarlane is not calling games for ESPN next year, don't count on me as a viewer. All I'm going to say, <laughs> I love Tony Romo, but – Come on, we we watch Monday Put Night Football. Put him back on the Boogermobile. We watch Monday Night Football for the comedy aspect of Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarland. Okay, that's that's the reason people watch it. The games are never that good. It's the fourth best game of the week. You get a better yeah. game on um, the Sunday afternoon game, the Thursday night mm-hmm. game, and then the Sunday night game are all better yeah. than than that game. That that's the that's their fourth best game of the week is what it is. 
they don't they're not in the Super Bowl rotation because ABC doesn't have Super Bowl rights. Stay with Jim Nance, Tony. Unless the offer is 15 million and CBS is offering you, you know like 6 or 7. But if it's if mm. if CBS gives you, you know, they said we'll give you 10 and ESPN offers you 12, please just stay with Jim Nance and let Booger keep doing his thing because I'm going to yeah. be honest, Booger's a little better than you, Tony. Okay. So <laughs> do you if think, it, uh, do you think they'll give him a new uh you know, co-chair? Like a, a guy yeah. with them? Exactly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Tessator is not not. Tessator is bad at the NFL level. He's a good announcer. He has a good voice, but he he yeah. sucks calling NFL games because of how yeah, over I, overly excited he gets at the at the yeah. smallest stuff. Zach Ertz for two yards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. But okay, in what might be Tony Romo's last game calling with Jim Nance, the Titans, the story of the playoffs, the underdogs take on the Chiefs. Both of these games have huge spreads, so I'm pretty comfortable with these. The Chiefs are a seven and a half point favorite at Arrowhead. They went down 24 0 last week against the Texans before Bill O'Brien decided to do his damn thing. Uh, guess what I'm doing here, Benny? What are I'm you taking doing? Tennessee. I'm riding them. Riding them Let's the go. On, the, on the back of Derek, on the legs of Derrick Henry. Wow. They, they played. Wow. You, you, your, Super Bowl last, your Super Bowl pick last week was the Chiefs. That's because I wasn't confident that the Titans were going to beat Baltimore. But after I saw that game, I watched that, and I was – Mike Vrabel was doing a hell of a job, okay? they These two teams played yeah. earlier in the year. The Chiefs lost a very close game. The Titans were actually down, I think, nine points with four or five minutes to go. And that's the big problem with Tennessee. If they go down a whole bunch of points, will they be able to come back? They did it in this game. Mm-hmm. It was Mahomes' first game back from injury. But Derrick Henry ran for 180 yards. Chris Jones, their best interior defensive lineman, is either going to be very limited or out for this game. Derrick Henry is going to run the shit out of the ball. Uh, Tennessee has the guys where they can man up against Kansas City. Obviously, Mahomes is super talented. But I think if you look at the history of this, I'm stealing this from another podcast, but the history of teams to, go, to score 50 points in the playoffs, they're 1-6 in, in the game afterwards. Okay, when they score 50 points and then they go mm-hmm. the next week. I think all the momentum is still with the Tennessee Titans because of how they how they handled business against the Patriots and the Ravens the last two weeks. Derrick Henry, you said Cam Newton's a man amongst boys. I was listening yeah. to another podcast. Derrick Henry's actually somebody this guy was six three and he said he's been by Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is six five. Yeah. Oh yeah. He 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 wanted to he probably wanted to have his height, kind of like the Kevin Durant thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and like they won't let him play running back if they. Yeah, probably he's the same size as like the offensive lineman hide wise. He's mm-hmm. fast as hell. He's untackleable. I just saw you similar to how you watch the Cam Newton highlights. I watched a Derrick Henry highlight this this morning, and if he gets an open field, people don't want to tackle him. Oh yeah, I, DBs. And, you think DBs are gonna? Yeah, they can't tackle him. Are you playing Madden right now? What are you doing? No. Yeah, I see your PS4 controller in your hand. You're gonna play Madden while we do this podcast. Jabberwocky? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Uh, <laughs> um, anyways, the oh, you turn your camera off? Yeah, yeah, whatever you do. Uh, the I, I'm confident in I'm confident in the Titans. I'm I'm not very optimistic about this pick, but I'm gonna say this. I think one of these games is gonna be a blowout. One of these games is gonna be close. I think this is the close game, and if this is a close game, oh, yeah, I'm taking the Titans. So I'm saying the Chiefs will not the Chiefs will not cover seven and a half. But my my game pick is a tight end. So those two things are 
kind of similar, I think. Okay. You probably have the Chiefs, right? No, I got the Titans. Ooh. Hey, coming into it, I got, I got the Titans. Uh, dude, they got the recipe for success in the playoffs, man. Good defense, run the ball, quarterback that doesn't turn, turn the ball over. Tannehill will have to have a better game this week. I, do, I, I mean, he's been good, but he will have to throw for more yards than 80, I think, this yeah. week. And I think he can. I mean, uh, A.J. Brown really hasn't been unleashed in these playoffs yet. Uh, there's a good chance he has a big game. I don't like mm-hmm. the Chiefs' defense still. I know they gave $100 million in guaranteed money to the defense this, this past offseason, so they tried to build it around with, uh, mm-hmm. with Matthew and, uh, and a few other guys Frank coming Clark. over. Frank I'm, Clark. Still not, I'm still not sold on what I see. Frank Clark. Oh yeah. Frank Clark trading the first for Frank Clark. Yeah. He's yeah. been pretty good. I think, I think, yeah. Uh, he had the game clinching sack last week, didn't he? I mean, that, that happened early on, didn't it? <laughs> that game was over when, yeah. when, when, as soon as, as soon as, uh, True. the, the, Chiefs yeah, the, game scored was over. the third touchdown when it was 24, 21, I said, ah, oh, yeah, this game's done. They didn't even have to take the lead. I was like, it's over. Hmm. Bill O'Brien, what a, what a shame. But, yeah, we both have the Titans. Wow. What do you think the score of this is going to be? Hmm. How many points does Tennessee have to score? We should score win? predictions for, the, for both these games. Let's see. Um, I'm going to say give me a Titans 20. It's tough, it's tough to predict because I'm like, I'm thinking, are the Titans going to stop the Chiefs? And I'm going Tennessee 28, Chiefs 24. I was going to say 24-21 Titans. But then I, okay, could the Titans really hold the Chiefs to 21 points? I think it's going to be a higher scoring game than that. If it's, if it's higher than that. Then it, the, the higher scoring game, the better chance the Chiefs are going to win. But yeah. I don't think it's going to be that high scoring because if we're both taking the Titans, what we're, what we're, I'm thinking this is what you're They're going to slow the game down. Hopefully. Yeah, as Derrick Henry's going to run for five, six yards, get to second and short, and yeah. then either hit him with the play action or run it with Henry again. And if he has another one of those games where, where he runs all over the team, like he has the last four weeks uh-huh. basically, we need to re- revoke Lamar's MVP and give it to Derrick Henry if they make the Super Bowl on, on his back. I mean, I know it's a regular season award, but Jesus Christ, this is unprecedented what he's done. It's, this has been yes. done, I think, once before in the history of football uh, by John Riggins on, on the Red Mode, man? No, this is, it's, no, it's not been Beast Mode never did anything like this. <laughs> John Riggins for the Redskins did it. And, uh, this, never heard of the Beast Quake, man? Beast Quake? No, what's that, huh? You're going to show me more highlights? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, go, go look it up. So if, if, we, if, if what happens is what we're thinking has happened, it cannot be. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if the Chiefs get to 30, I think they win. So I'm hoping yeah. – I'm rooting for the um, Titans. I really like their story. I, w- I was thinking about coming out with a wacky score prediction, like 22 to 19, like, you know, like the, some really weird numbers. But <laughs> do, do you need a safety to get to that? No, no, you a couple safety. That. There's a safety in this game, then uh it's like a se- seven to four final. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That would that would be funny. Um that would be really funny. That'd be really boring. <laughs> I I don't think that'd be a fun game to watch, but okay, we both have the Titans. Um uh, hey, Tannehill. That's how it was when get, that's get how it was to, when Red Grange was playing. Yeah, get back to Miami, Ryan. Go back to Miami on uh in the, the mm. next in the Super Bowl. No? Show them show them what they traded away hey. foolishly. 
Interesting so, storyline that you'll you'll like, Sterling. Yes. They started a Madden franchise franchise recently, right? And, so you're uh, playing Madden right now, is what you're telling me. I'm not playing Madden right now, no. Um, okay. It is my it is up on my TV, but uh, anyways, Tom Brady going to the Dolphins, signed to the Dolphins. Oh, I do not like that at Final all. Run. That would be terrible. Uh, oh, by the way, a, a weird little a weird little thing that I learned yesterday is the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. His father is the founder of FedEx. Okay, and so their mm-hmm. family's worth you know six or seven billion dollars, and nobody mm-hmm. knows. That. I learned that yesterday. He is the son of a son of that man, and so he doesn't need to do this. Like he doesn't need to coach football. No. He was an offensive quality assistant. He was probably paid really bad and his parents took care of him through throughout this and now he's a really good play caller on on a on a championship football team so hey props to that guy i don't know his name i forgot i don't have his name in front of me but his he's he's the heir to the fedex throne i myself worked in ups so uh not a fan of fedex but i'm still working for the titans okay we're gonna go on to the i think this is the better game more historic franchises in this game, the Packers yeah. and the 49ers. You have Aaron Rodgers, California kid, who was passed on for Alex Smith by the 49ers. What was that, 15 years ago? Long like that. time ago. Um, obviously, they've met in the playoffs before. Kaepernick sent, sent Aaron Rodgers home one year. I think that year was when Green Bay was 13-3, and three, and there was another year where they were 15-1 and one where they lost. Alex Smith did it the year before. I know that. So he's had playoff uh, playoff experience against the 49ers. And mm-hmm. so this storyline might be a little over overplayed. I understand they won't oh, build it up for, you know, purposes. Matt LaFleur's yeah. brother is on Kyle Shanahan's coaching staff. Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. and Matt LaFleur are best friends. Uh, when Kyle Shanahan left uh, other coaching staffs, he always took Matt LaFleur with him. When he was offensive coordinator at Atlanta, Matt LaFleur was there with him. Uh, when they were at Washington together, Matt LaFleur was there with them. So they're best friends. They're really good friends. And this is going to be a, a pretty long rivalry. I think both these coaches are pretty young and they're both yeah. talented play callers and offensive ske- schemologists. Is that the right word? I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. But listen here. I think San Francisco is the best team in football. I think the Packers are really being overrated right now because of Aaron Rodgers just being who he is. Yeah. I feel like the aura around him is that he is really good. He did not have a great season this year. Uh, they've won one playoff game and they almost blew that against who a team that I don't think was very good in Seattle. I think seven and a half is still a lot of points because you never know you could get the vintage Rogers game, which I think a lot of people who are picking the Packers are expecting that out of. I'm not expecting that. Yeah. I think this defense is too good. Uh, this is my blowout pick of the week. I think the 49ers win this game. Uh, I'm going to give give you a score uh, 31 to 18. I I really like this 49ers team. Jimmy G is obviously the – I've said this before. Jimmy G is the weak link of the team, and he's still an above-average quarterback. So if your yeah. quarterback's your biggest problem, but it's a good – it's still a good player there, then – you know, you don't have any problems. The running game is amazing. The way that the 49ers use motion is the way every team should use motion. It's basically just window dressing and sending players on uh, jet sweeps and everything behind the quarterback. But the defense has to pay attention to it. The fact that more teams don't use motion is just mind-boggling to me. 
at this point when you see all the successful mm-hmm. teams that do it. Uh, yeah, I, I like this 49ers team. I do think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, so, of course, I'm going to pick them here. I, I'm very, um, you know, I love Jimmy G. Porn star Jimmy. He's my boy. Yeah. Um, hmm. I definitely got the Niners. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't think the Packers – were that good going to the playoffs. I think neither of us did, even though I did pick them to beat the Seahawks, which that happened, um, unfortunately, sadly. Um, Jimmy Graham was short, by the way. Anyways. Um, yeah, well. It's the Niners. Hollister fumbled on the first drive. I mean, we can <laughs> – but okay, let's not yeah, – yeah. hash, old, old hash <laughs> Anyways, no, the Niners – I mean, I if I was a Niners fan or if I was for the Niners, I'd be thankful that the Seahawks were knocked out because all year that's – I mean, they, what they played, they played twice, had two super close games split with them. That that probably, I mean, not to say that the Packers aren't a you know, good opponent, but um, that, that was the only way I saw the Niners being knocked out was if it was by Seattle um, because they're so familiar with each other. But um, no, I get the Niners probably like a 28-20, something like that. I, I, I don't think they – the, the Packers are going to be able to stop them. Um, I, I hope for a close game, but I, I bet this one is actually mm, about a touchdown, but a touchdown game. But okay. So from eight points. I, I don't think I don't touchdown. think they're going to blow them. I don't think I don't think they're going to they're going to pull away as much as you think they will. But um, yeah, I, I think it's the same the same thing of the, like the Chiefs Titans. If the Chiefs score on their first two drives and the Titans don't, the game's over. I mean. It's gonna if if the Forty yeah. Niners go up fourteen against the Packers, the game's over. Forty Niners started that game so well; it was just too easy. Yeah, they 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 have an amazing uh, game plan week after yeah. week. Uh, and again, if we're if we want to talk about the Seahawks and how they lost to the Packers, my the main the problem with the Seahawks these last two years is you have Starting an idiot. Slow. No, you have an idiot at offensive coordinator yeah. and honestly, probably an idiot at head coach. I know people love Pete Carroll and he seems like a great, a great guy, but you got it. You ha- you're paying your quarterback 35 million. Give him the ball. You think they would try something new after starting slow for it's their, it's their philosophy. They're never going to change. Get, get, there was this post. I sent this in our group. Uh, it was an analytic driven post basically. And it said the Seahawks should get rid of Pete Carroll. And everybody's all like, they were nothing before Pete Carroll. That's not true. They were nothing before Russell Wilson, okay? Yeah. If Pete Carroll had a bad quarterback back there, that team is, you know, 5-11. and 11. He's just – he's really good. So, you got to throw the ball more than 12 times in the first half in that game. That's all I'm saying. And they did this yeah. against the Cowboys last year in the playoffs. And what's going to yeah. happen is you're going to have Russell Wilson be the new Drew Brees and retire with one ring, mm-hmm. even though he has a talent to win. Uh, at least another one. I just I don't see unless if they bring back Schottenheimer. If I'm if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm I'm very angry at that. But we don't need to go all in on that unless unless you have some opinions yeah, on that. Not, no, no. Yeah, I mean I I'm not a Seahawks fan obviously, but watching it, it's pretty. It's actually um, joyful to watch them hand the ball off if you if you're rooting against them because mm-hmm. you know that what's in a ha- three yards. Okay. Yeah. Congrats. Like Russell Wilson has a great deep ball. If they just if they threw streaks uh fifty times a game, I'd be more confident that that would work than running a dive up the middle with fat Marshawn. I mean, come on. Like what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, they they 
Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's it's just quite questionable for sure. So I read utilizing, uh, utilizing Mar Marshawn Lynch, who hasn't played all year. Yeah, they're using him like he was like he's in the prime of his career, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. I thought that was a, a fan service signing. I didn't know they'd actually be using him like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought that it was that way too. I, I thought they should have just continued to let uh, Homer start. You think they're gonna bring Darren McFadden in next year? <laughs> who, who Sean Alexander next year maybe 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 he makes a comeback honestly yeah. he's going for the hall of fame bid he might need a few more touchdowns uh yeah but yeah That's we'll great. we'll see what happens with the there's a lot of uh if I was them I would I would probably I'd honestly look at bringing in uh somebody like uh who's that guy that looks like the three blind mice what's that coach from 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 the Giants what the guy that got fired a couple years ago from the Giants Oh my God! Now I'm looking oh. up. Was he the head coach? Oh, Bob uh, Ben McAdoo. Oh, okay. Ben McAdoo. Uh, in his last two years as offensive coordinator with the Giants before he took over head coach, top ten offenses, ranked six in scoring in 2015, and then he led the led them to the playoffs as head coach in 2015. <laughs> Three blind mice. Oh, yeah, look at him with his sunglasses on. It, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty funny picture. It's but, pretty uh, funny. I'm looking at no. it right now. I'd look, I'd get rid of uh I'd get rid of Schottenheimer who wants to do this run run pass thing and then bring in somebody that actually will commit to throwing the ball when you have at worst the the fifth best quarterback I mean he's probably way higher than that but at worst like he's great he's great use him do not throw the ball twenty he when last year when all these these rumors going that he might get traded you remember that uh Wilson, oh yeah yeah I was saying. If they're gonna do what they did last year in the playoffs, you might as well trade them because mm -hmm. you get a get a better running back. Like get the get the second pick or something, and uh, take whoever the best running back is. If you can get Barkley for him or something, because um, the way they use them is is actually insane. As a, as an mm -hmm. outside as an outside person looking in. So, okay, Benny, do you have any anything else you'd like to say? No. Oh, you know what we should touch on real quick. <laughs> this MLB shit that's going oh. on. Woof. Um, everybody, che everybody's cheating in baseball. This might be your. This is this is your chance to get to get to the big leagues. I think. I think we there should be. A, yeah, I better, I better make some calls. There should be a lot of bands see, going see out there. Any, see if they need any video guys, maybe. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm, I, that might be a role for me. But did you see no, the news so that just came out? Uh, uh yeah, so about the, the devices. No, there's another. Uh, there, there was a new one this morning about how the White Sox back in the '80s used uh, recording devices to be able to steal signs, led by Tony Larusa. <laughs> that just came out this. Yeah. Morning. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's my opinion on it. Yes. Okay. Stealing signs has always been a thing in baseball. That that is. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not cheating. Um, you know, you learn at a young age when you play baseball. Um, you know, probably. It, Right when you get out, whenever you start playing after Little League, you know, you yeah. learn to try to pick people's signs, you know. Um, and so I have no problem with that. It's just the the use of technology. And honestly, I don't have a problem with, like, I saw a post where uh, he was like a bench coach, a former bench coach for the Giants or something. He, he would uh, record uh, with, with a camera the third base coach. And, and like try to pick his signs um which 
honestly, I have no problem with that because here's the thing. You can, you can get a scout, right? You can pay a scout to go watch, watch a game and just sit on the third base coach's signs or uh, sit on the catcher's signs, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's a common practice, right? Like, uh, it, it's, a, it's a mind game, like, for coaches, you know, to have signs that, um, you know, if they think are getting picked, you know, then, uh, you know, mix them up or, you know, give, like, dummy signs. But I have no problem with picking signs or even, like, recording. I don't have, like, you know, like, it's not like Patriot, like, Spygate, like, Okay, that's way less of an issue than this. And I, yeah, I, I'm a Patriot. I'm a Patriot like, like, fan, but come on. That, yeah. That's a joke. No, I'm just, I'm just saying that I don't mind using uh, cameras to, like, basically uh, track people's signs. But I have a, obviously have a problem with um, using it in a game, you know, to, like, a feed to, you know, relay what pitch is coming. Also, the devices. I think that that, that if that's true, that's crazy. The, well, okay. The buzzing I, Altuve, I think Altuve was clearly wearing one. Like, no joke. That, that, that seems like the most uh, – that will never be proven unless, unless somebody else comes out and says it, but I don't think it will ever be proven. But yeah. if that is proven, Altuve should actually be banned. From the, whoever uses it, that, that's like a lifetime ban type thing. That's worse than gambling on games. That's worse than steroids. Because at least steroids, you still had to work and stuff. You still had to get they're, – they're getting told what pitch is coming. Yeah. And the, the whole excuse about I'm shy or whatever that he said, go look up Altuve uh, shirtless, basically. And you'll find up a whole shitload of pictures of him hitting walk-offs and getting his jersey ripped off. So now he's just shy in that moment. The, the, he sent his team to the World <laughs> Series and he's all, don't rip my shirt off. No, come on. And you could see the outline of the thing. And then he runs into the dugout, into the clubhouse, and changes into the championship shirt where everybody else had their shirt on over their jersey. I mean, that is pretty, pretty crazy. And it seems like yeah. it seems like a lot of people think that shit's going to happen with that because uh, I was reading something. A whole bunch of memorabilia collectors posted all their Altuve shit uh, yesterday on ebay and stuff because oh. they're trying to unload it because they think he's tarnished his wow. uh his home batting average in that series was mm-hmm. what was a 472 his away batting average is like 160 is is Dang. there's some shaky stuff i think it is a league wide yeah. issue i i think that the the astros oh, yeah. and the red Sox are going to be the fall guys for this but i'm yeah. sure there's a lot of other teams doing it just not as well uh yeah It'll be interesting to see. I think that they gave them no punishment. That punishment that they gave them was a joke, right? You just have to get a new manager. Baseball managers now do nothing. It's all yeah. analytics. It's basically you just have to be a, a, a clubhouse guy to be a good manager at this point. That's why Aaron mm-hmm. Boone is still the manager. He's terrible. He's a terrible manager for the Yankees. They win 100 games a year. He does nothing. It's all analytics. So A.J. Hinch being fired is not that big a deal. The GM's a little bit bigger issue. Uh, he'll get a job in baseball again soon. What they should have done, what they should have done, is just add an asterisk to their World Series championship. Would have been a way worse punishment than anything they did. No punishment yeah. for the coach, no punishment for the GM, sure. no punishment for players. Just put the asterisk on their World Series title. And you're like, we're going to yeah. add an asterisk to this. And guess what? When they're all like, uh, this was on another radio show, but they're like, this is a punishment that uh, your grand- everybody will know about. No, they won't. Will your grandkids know that? No. You put an asterisk next to it, though, and they look at the history of baseball, and they're like, oh, why is there an asterisk? And then they look at it. 
in 20 or 30 years, they're just going to see, oh, 2017, Astros won the championship. 2018, Red Sox, 2019, Nationals. It's not, it, yeah. this isn't a, the punishment's meaningless. Yeah. You got to asterisk it or take it away, vacate it. The Do- I feel bad for the Dodgers. That's who I feel bad for. Two in a row. They lost yeah, to the two I saw, teams I saw, at, at the center of this. I saw some Twitter uh, that uh, the LA City Council or something was going to like request the trophies from the MLB or something. That's funny. Yeah, I'm like come come on, like if that if that. You know, <laughs> it funny. was like it was trending, so I I never I never clicked on the. Uh, you know the the trend, but uh, I I just kind of chuckled. I was like, okay, that's that's kind of pathetic. Yeah, this has really put baseball in the in the talking talkings of in the at this point of the year, which is never like it's never is like this. We're about a month away from yeah. spring training, and there's three pretty big franchises without without head coaches, as far as I know. I don't think the Astros or yeah. the Red Sox or the Mets have hired anybody now. Um, How do you feel about the Mike Trout? Oh, those allegations! I, I think a lot yeah. more people use steroids than than anybody would know. And there's, I mean, yeah. the whole argument that people have is uh, steroids should be banned because it gives an unfair advantage. I think they should be. I've said this for a long time. I'm a big proponent of legalization of uh, performance enhancing drugs in sports or the decriminalization of them. Uh, Robinson mm-hmm. Cano is a good is a good uh, a, a good variable for this. He's he was most likely a Hall of Famer. Okay, he already has this huge contract. You think he just started taking steroids two years ago or whatever, whenever he got busted? No, no he's been taking them all the time. It's just some people are able to um, pass a test because they have hormone, home, hormone balancers and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. he failed and it's probably going to keep him out of the Hall of Fame. I don't think it should, but uh, people, it's like, was he just started using them? No. He's got his money. He's got his payday. He's he's already a Hall of Famer. He can suck and still get his money. Why ruin your legacy? It's 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 like every people use it all the time. The Mike Trout stuff, personally, uh, if he has a legitimate thyroid issue, then uh, and the MLB's allowed him to do this, then okay, they've allowed him mm-hmm. to do this. Uh, if he's taking it just for personal gain, I'm fine with that too. <laughs> I, I really am. I think the best baseball player I've ever watched in, in my life was Barry Bonds. And that doesn't yeah. change because he took steroids. The second best player I ever watched was A-Rod. That doesn't change because of steroids. I think that the best players are, are still the big draws and the people you want to see. Mike Trout, if he sucks, when he do, if, he is, if he's on something and then they take him off it and he sucks, that would suck for the game of baseball, yeah. honestly. Like True. you lose your best players no longer good anymore. You want to keep, uh, keep them great. I don't know if there's any – yeah, keep pumping them in, Mike. I don't know if there's any uh, truth to that. <laughs> truth to those allegations. I know there's been rumors yeah. around it, but uh, no, I mean, I don't really care if he is. It obviously hasn't led to any postseason success, you know, for their team. So yeah, same. I don't. I don't either. I don't care either. Honestly, yeah. I told um, you. I, I think there's been in our group. Yeah, in, in our group, and I said, I mean, there's people that have said that for forever, you know. Like, yeah, I think that's the same with with a whole bunch of players too. I mean, Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. Look at him. We can we can get into each player and and all the greats in baseball and mm-hmm. say, look at this guy. You know, he got a little bigger. Uh, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's just it's people pick and choose who they want to blame here. A Rod for for whatever reason was vilified for steroids. 
And the reason was, is he got, for whatever reason, I'm all the reason was, uh, he got named in that 2003 report that came out. That was an anonymous report. You know who else was named in that uh, report? Who? David Ortiz. You know who's going to be a Hall of Famer first ballot? David yeah. Ortiz. And it's like they just choose who they want to go after. And yeah. there, can be, there could be a picking and choosing of who's going to make the Hall. I'd say if you're going to allow King Griffey and if you're going to allow Derek Jeter, there's no proof that they didn't take uh, steroids, just like there's no proof that Barry Bonds actually did. I mean, he never failed a test. So it's just you're, they're picking and choosing who, who's getting in the hall and who's not and who didn't do steroids and who did. And there's no proof to a lot of these people because most, most of these greats who they said took steroids never failed a test. A-Rod did fail a test and got you know the season banned. But mm-hmm. uh, I just I think it's I think baseball needs to there's a big problem right now with cheating in baseball obviously I, I don't think this is limited to the Astros and, yeah. and, and Red Sox I do think that the Astros probably were the most egregious of the bunch but if you had to tell a team in any sport that hey you're going to be the best team in our sport for 3 or 4 years you're going to win a championship out of this get a couple get an MVP a couple of Cy Youngs uh all all this mm-hmm. all this stuff and all you're going to get is you're going to have to replace your manager and your GM and get fined $5 million. $5 million to a professional sports owner is like $10 to you or I. Sure, it sucks. We had to give $10 away, but whatever. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. want a, I want a World Series out of this or a championship. It's, yeah. Punishment doesn't fit the crime that they're trying to stand up against. And I think Rob Manfred looks pretty bad here. It's not a, it's not a good punishment. And Alex Cora is going to get, what, two years? Or a li- if Alex Cora gets a lifetime ban? Uh, because he was the quote-unquote ringleader of it all. And I don't yeah. know if he was a ringleader. He's no longer with the organization. So, of course, everybody yeah. being interviewed in the Astros is going to say, yeah, this was all set up by Point the finger here. Yeah, so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, 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 kind, of, uh, I'm kind of disappointed in that they didn't ask for the World Series because I thought that would have been good. And mm-hmm. we'll, they're going to be under a very watchful eye, I think, this next few years. We'll see if they're still good at baseball, truthfully. Yeah, true. Yeah. So helps a lot to know what pitch is coming. <laughs> oh, I know people, people say that, uh, there's an argument that if it's two Oh, you know, there's a fastball coming and people still miss that a lot. Right. And I'm like, uh, eh, it's not, not the, uh, exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you have a hundred percent, like, you know, near a hundred percent. Did you know. see where Altuve was standing on that Chapman pitch that he hit out of the park to send them to the world series? Uh, uh-uh. uh, he was at the front of the box. Jeez. Against uh, the guy that throws like 103. Okay. Yeah. What? What? Okay. What? What pitch? It was a changeup. Oh. Oof, okay. So. That's, that's uh, definitely fishy. And that, I think that's why Chapman was smiling at the end of the game. Like, do you remember yeah. he was smiling on the mound? Like he's like he knew yeah. it was coming. And the Yankees obviously thought that the Astros were cheating because Aaron Boone brought it up numerous times about how. And the all last year during the playoffs, it was always what did Aaron Boone say? He brought it up basically that that they steal signs and stuff. But I don't think really he knew to the media. Were. Yeah, and all throughout the postseason last year. And I'm not an avid baseball watcher, but I do watch baseball playoffs. Uh, pretty regularly i don't miss i don't miss any games i don't think unless they're unless they're running concurrently with with uh with sunday night football then i'll probably watch sun, then i will watch sunday night football and baseball i have baseball up on a different screen uh-huh. but whatever i don't need to do that quick aside that was a stupid pointless aside i'm sorry listeners uh uh-huh. but all during the playoffs whenever the astros would be on 
it'd always be about tipping pitches. They'd be like, oh, yep, they know what's coming. And it happened, it would happen so much. And I mean, sometimes the pitchers would be tipping pitches. I know it happened in game five against the Rays, I think it was. Uh, whoever was, I think they started with a, what's it called when you start with a reliever, an opener? Yeah. Yeah, opener, yeah. And he, and he got rocked. And I think he was tipping pitches. I know Strasburg was tipping pitches in the game one in the first inning, and then he got it under control. But it was so often with them. And mm-hmm. now, I mean, I guess yeah. now we know. Hindsight. Yeah. We'll see what we'll see what happens. I think uh, the MLB this season is going to be pretty pretty fun. Uh, I really think the Yankees are going to take take the championship because Garrett Cole's amazing. Maybe he was a yeah. benefit of the Houston uh, Houston cheating too. We see Verlander re- revitalize. That was my whole thing. The pitchers there they're never great, or they they've lost some stuff and then they go to Houston and they you know throw in a hundred again. So I always thought they were yeah. pumping pumping stuff into their pitchers, but. Uh, who knows? Maybe they're doing that too. We'll see. But I, I'm, I'm excited. I actually think baseball is going to be pretty. I wonder. Good. I wonder if this will uncover, yeah, more, more stuff. I wonder if, like, how, how, I how wonder how much investigate. Yeah, how deep it goes. You know? And and baseball probably does, doesn't want to do that. Honestly, they don't. no, they don't. They already did this whole steroid scandal of, you know, 15, 20 years ago, was a lot of people considered that like the death of baseball, and it mm-hmm. and it, it fell out of popularity massively over this decade compared to where it was. I was saying this to, uh, to some people uh, like a couple years ago. Miguel Cabrera won the Triple Crown uh, in, mm-hmm. what was it, 2012 or 2013? Yeah, 13. Like that. Yeah, yeah. If, if that would have happened 10 years prior, he would have been the biggest athlete in the world, uh, or at least in America, right? He would have won yeah. SI Sportsman of the Year. He would have won the SB for Male Athlete of the Year. He would have he would have been so much bigger. Instead, he was relegated to like the second TV portion of PTI and around the horn and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't the leading story. And Crazy. it's like that happened after the steroid era. And I think if they do this uh, huge investigation into the integrity of each team, it's not going to go well for them. And I think that's the same with most sports though, realistically. I mean, if you yeah. go into the inter- integrity of football or uh, – or basketball teams, it's not going to go well for the league. I mean, there's a lot of there's mm-hmm. a lot of shit that goes on. The NBA had that had that that cheating ref <laughs> like five years ago. That, oh yeah, that was calling, like, fi- yeah, 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 calling playoff games and uh, and finals games. That's crazy. And yeah, and he was a deep deep. That's in even the- worse to me. It is. Yeah, it's definitely worse because you hear the ref impacting the game and uh, the legality of that is extremely bad. Because you're oh, not just yeah. dealing with just two teams playing. You're dealing with, you know, gambling, gambling and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, we'll, see what, we'll see what happens. But, okay, we've gone a little long on this, so we can wrap it on up. Uh, Benny, if you want, you're available to come on Sunday. Hopefully both of our picks are right. Um, if not, I'll have Tyler come on. You know, if you do want okay. to work with Benny and Sterling, or Sterling and Benny, you know, we got to do a couple more episodes. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, okay, we have yeah. only three games of NFL football left. It is pretty sad. I'm gonna wow. And then we have to figure yeah. out what to do with this pod. Steven, Steven Bruin uh, suggested we, we, we uh, pivot to hockey. And I said, I started naming hockey players off. I, I don't know many of them. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to do basketball and baseball, I guess. So thank you, Benny. Hey, are you going to, are you going to pay, are you going to, uh, you know, pay me in the off season, huh? You know, pay me unemployment. If you'd like to be on my payroll, Benny, I can uh, make that happen. But I'm going to have to hire you as a consultant so I don't have to pay payroll taxes. Okay. There we go. Sounds good. I'll consult you. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Benny. Have yep. a good one. Bye. You too, Sterling.